Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and welcome to another beautiful Entertainment Plus. With us today, we have Ron and a special guest, Jonathan. Hello. You kind of heard Jonathan's voice last time, but let's get to know him a little bit more. Jonathan, tell us about yourself. I am Jaden's brother, and I'm three minutes younger, and I'm a twin. Ooh. That's that's all you do. That's like how you when you go through life, when you go to new places, you're like, hi, I'm Jaden's twin brother. Yeah, I just tell everyone that I'm a twin. That's all I do. <laughs> overall, not a not a bad thing. Are you the evil twin or are you the good twin? Who's the, uh, who's I think who? she's probably the evil one. Oh, she's more nefarious. And how does that work with her being a gamer? And I know that she's musical theater. So is she better? No, she's like a lot worse. Like a lot worse. And yeah, she's not good at all. I think the whole gaming thing was mostly from my dad showing me the internet at a very young age. That's how it begins. A few leftovers from last week. It's mostly one. And Ron, do you remember saying that it would have been cool to have DC and Marvel belong to the same company? First of all, I still on the know on that. And I think by Jonathan's face, I think he agrees. (laughs) But now they're yeah. actually talking about doing a DC versus Marvel movie, like an epic battle. Oh, that would be great. That would probably be like the last movie like ever. That's like the finisher for like the superhero movies. That at the end when, no. when we're done with them. Unfortunately, I don't think that we'll be done with them anytime soon. I don't think that like, I, again, I said last week, I think that we are over the hill. Like I think that we're now at a d- declining in the amount of, superhero movies that we're going to get and like also in the excitement that people are getting behind them but still i doubt it by the way those movies make the most money and those movies bring the most people into the uh, theater ant-man quantumania was doing pretty it was doing okay but it didn't get really good reviews and it's been declining for a long time and with dc and what's happening there right now which makes absolutely no sense even under the new reign of james gunn and forgot his name even under their new regime we are seeing a lot of issues like we are hearing about ben affleck and gal gadot and uh, henry cavill suing them for ruining their career or hurting their career so they might get back in we know that they have a new 10-year plan and we kind of got a glimpse at most of it but there's still no sense to it they have a new rule that they want to do that Every actor will play themselves. If they're doing voice in an animation, they will also play the character in real life. That might not completely work all the time, but they're already kind of implementing it in that direction, in that way. Who is going to be Superman if they're doing a DC versus Marvel? Uh, Henry Cavill is kind of out of the way right now. Are they bringing back Shazam? Are they bringing back Black Adam to play on the DC side? Those actors are now kind of, again, on the outside. But they're talking about it like Kevin Feige was quoted about talking about it. And my fear would be, and I don't know if Jonathan knows this, even though kind of love comic books, and I don't know if Ron ever read comic books, but there was once a DC yeah, versus I didn't Marvel. Know about that. Yeah. yeah, there was a, a crossover. Yeah. They, they the the two publishers did this kind of street fighter actually more mortal combat kind of thing where there's something happened that brought them to the other side and they were battling each other kind of they kind of tried to make sure that whoever is fighting it's like injustice just way 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 before before the game was made but 
the mechanic there was that there was some... Well, you know, the, both of them are in Gotham, so they should meet at some point. Wait, what? Aren't the DC characters and uh, Marvel characters in Gotham? Not technically. So there are okay. two different universes. Gotham and Metropolis only exist on the DC universe side. But New York City is being referred to by a lot of sources as Gotham. So if Marvel ever uses Gotham, which I don't think they've ever did, but if they do, if you ever heard that, they're referring to New York-ish. But no, Gotham City, the one with the Batman and all that, that's a made-up city that belongs to the DC universe, like Metropolis, like Bloodhaven. No, but Spider-Man is also in New York, isn't it? Yes, Spider-Man is in New York. Batman is in Gotham City. Those are two different cities, even though in real life, New York City is referred to as Gotham. It's very complicated. Exactly. It's very kind of mushy-mushy. But if they are going to follow the idea of that comic book, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be stupid. It's just not going to have any fly. But you know what? Uh, let's give them, let's, let's hope. Let's hope that they do. Let's hope that they do make better and that they do well. And I want Gal Gadot to be Wonder Woman and Ben Affleck to be Superman. Batman. Batman. Henry Cavill. He can be Superman Henry too. Cavill is Superman. And I, I would love him to continue and come back and then be Superman. I'm kind of annoyed of the whole situation that happened with them not doing what they're doing. But we're going to come back to DC. But why not Why not, Why not? not take the guy who placed uh, Superman in the CW show? I love him. And I'm totally okay yeah. with him being Superman. Although, and we're crossing into geek comic book land, like really deeply. Superman from the CW show that now belongs to Max or HBO Max. We'll get to that later in the show. That show is technically Earth 2. It's not the main DC Universe world. So he is not technically the DC Universe Superman. He can be if they decide to organize some stuff. But that's, that's what happens when you have multiple layer, like multiple Earths and different universes and then multiple universes within the same and you see that marvel and dc kind of do the same thing they have multiple universes and from time to time they collapse into each other and like this happened like four times already that they had some sort of a crossover that broke something but usually it's within their own universes now we're talking about crossing over i can just hope that it's not gonna be a disaster What new Disney movie? Oh, mm. Guardians of the Galaxy. I think you want to say Marvel. What's that new cool Marvel movie that's coming out? Guardian of the Galaxy Volume Three. Guys, guys, Disney owns Marvel, so it's a technically a Disney movie. It's very true, but if you walk into Kevin Feige's office and say, "Hey, dude, I love your Disney office," he will kick your ass. <laughs> it's Marvel. Okay. Anyway, what oh, about well. the movie? It didn't come out yet. Yeah. So that, but that's going to be huge. Uh, hopefully. We don't know. So that's a it, superhero It is a superhero movie. movie, but it's also number three 
in a series. And number two was kind of okay. Cause... Well, they're making this number three as the end of the saga, end of the journey. So people are going to come... Yeah. Say, bye bye. Uh, there are many reasons to go and see it. It doesn't mean that. Jonathan, are you going to go see um, it? Probably. I've seen the two other ones. Mm, there you go. Do you read comic books, Jonathan? No. No. Okay. So you're absorbing Marvel just from the. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Because me and my brother always have this banter about comic book movies. And it's when you read a really good story in comic books. You get that, and then, you know, if you like the characters, you will keep reading the issues. But not every issue and not every kind of arc of stories is epic and is worth a telling epic proportion. That being said, now with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we are doing exactly that. Volume 2 of Guardians of the Galaxy is no more than an additional arc, an additional story, and we're not necessarily falling in love with these characters. And to remind you that Marvel brought all these kind of second grade, third grade characters because they weren't able to use the big names or they wanted to change the big names. So now they're kind of, you know, they they brought all these, made them happen. They made them better and, and made people love them. But I'm still going to look at number three exactly like Thor Love and Thunder. It was, I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. The goats were funny. But unless you're invested in that character, it's not going to wow you. It's not going to break you. It's not going to change the world. Maybe I'm wrong. Jonathan, any thoughts on that? I mean, I just like Chris Pratt, so. <laughs> it's a good reason to watch the movie. <laughs> Do you know who he's married to? You're asking me? You don't? Catherine Schwarzenegger. As a daughter of. Arnold's mm-hmm. daughter. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is his father-in-law. It's going to be very interesting if they'll ever make a movie together. Ah, the Terminator comes to the Guardians of the Galaxy. If they make a new action hero, what was that? What the, what's the name of that movie? Something action hero, something where he... They did do a, a Guardian of a, a Terminator like four reboot, times. didn't they? <laughs> and I'm not going to be surprised yeah. if they're going to do another one. And, and, and he was there. <laughs> Alrighty, yeah. we're gonna go back to Max okay. to the DC universe very soon. Uh, but before that, as always, I want to take a small moment uh, to talk about one of the pioneers of storytelling and movie making, and we're gonna shout out to Walt Disney, no other than Walt Disney. Last week, we kind of, you know, reminded ourselves the whole uh, step motion and animations, and we talked about the first actual feature film. But Snow White, that does get a lot of credit, also was created with a new technology called multiplane camera. And this technology is pretty cool. And this was developed by Walt Disney. And it gave the tools to create three-dimensional kind of layering or making something have depth in animation. And the first movie that used that was Snow White. So they would take some parts front, some to the back, we'll keep some of the characters in the middle, and would create some sort of depth. And I think that that's kind of cool, that not only that he was a pioneer of animation and bringing animation to that level, 
he has created, and this is one of many that we're going to talk about in the future, of technologies that he've created to actually tell the story better. And I remember that they did this whole process to Nightmare Before Christmas when they developed the 3D version of it. They set frame by frame and broke down some parts front, back, and created a three-dimensional uh, version of it. And it's kind of cool to see how technology that was developed all the way back in 1937 affects nowadays. So that was my Walt Disney shout out. Last week, Jonathan and Jaden told us about Mario. And everybody who listens up till now knows that I'm obsessed with adaptations. So I think this kind of will give you the note of what we're doing here today. Because we're now going to jump into all... By the way, Mario broke all records. Oh, yeah. Did it broke all records because it's really good? Or did it break all records because it came out next to nothing? And it only kind of is battling itself. Do you think that anybody cares? Money is money. That's very true. <laughs> that is very true. And it did break every every box office thing ever from animation opening, three weeks opening, domestic opening. It's it's quite insane. It actually is kind of An weird. international opening. It, yeah. And it kind of is insane to me to think that they passed Frozen, even though I think Frozen is a broken movie altogether but maybe that's for a different time um when i do my own i hate frozen podcast let it go let it go <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so, we have some huge video game adaptations coming out with some we know what they're gonna do with the story with some we have no idea where they're gonna pull from and what they're gonna tell us but we want to go over the list because some of these names are just insane. Jonathan, uh, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Yeah, the first one, Gran Turismo. <laughs> and it's coming like next, like in the next couple of months. Yeah. Orlando soon. Bloom and David Harbour. Like this is um, Pirates of the Caribbean meeting Stranger Things. Like what? Gran Turismo for our non-gamer listeners is... Up, up. It's it's a racer. I don't know that there's a lot of, and maybe maybe I'm at fault here, but I I'm not a big racing gamer, but I don't remember there was any kind of outline plot to Gran Turismo. It's just it's just races. That's literally so it. If you had to write a movie about it, Jonathan, what would you what would be the story about? Um, I'd probably do something like Ford versus Ferrari, where like I make it like. Or like cars, okay. maybe. You know, <laughs> let's say those are two different types of movies: cars and Ford versus I mean, Ferrari. When you think about it, they're like very similar. Okay, I'm willing to walk with you into that. I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to say that they are kind of, sort of the same thing. But this story seemed to revolve around a gamer who's really good in a game and becomes a professional race car driver. Right. We'll go to the next one. So, <laughs> Sonic 3. I see no Sonic is good. Yeah, I see no faults here. 
I think they're pretty good. I, I don't know. Is Jim Carrey coming back? I don't know. I think he said he was retiring. Yeah, supposedly I don't know. he has been retiring for the past 10 years. Yeah. So I'm not mm-hmm. so sure. He, he has made two Sonic movies during his retirement. But then again... Well, no. but uh, Sonic is just a voice. What? But no, uh, Jim Carrey is playing uh, Robotnik. Is the actual... He's actually in the movie. He's actually acting in the movie. Right. He does stuff. Right. You know, being... It's like the main villain. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> The he is the reason to watch the movies, honestly, at this point. If not, but yeah, you know what? There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, Idris Elba is coming, like it's gonna be fun. Last of Us Part Two. We already know that HBO taking their time, and they've already said that Part Two is gonna be bigger than two seasons. So we're at least two seasons, but might be three. This is again a masterpiece. I can only hope that they're going to continue what they've done with this adaptation, but I've talked enough about The Last of Us. This is a weird one. God of War. I don't know how they're going to build on that. Because it has like five games, stories that do not mesh. You can't, like, there's no way of them taking unless they're going to do like a TV show. I think, I think that's what they're referring to, but like God of War is a big story. And it doesn't even have an end yet. So I'm not clear on, are they taking the new versions? Are they taking the original? Are we going to back to Greece? Are we going to the North mythology? I mean, I don't know what they're even going to do. Are they going to like do something with like Atreus? Maybe something like that, maybe in the future. Oh, interesting. Completely different from the games. That could be fun. That could be an interesting kind of aspect, taking a different like a different angle on the story. That could work for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that they have what to tell. Yes, they could do movies and TV shows for each of the games, but I feel like it's going to be a big adaptation. It's going to have a lot of rewrites. At the end of the day, action games adaptations are kind of hard, because, and we see that with The Last of Us. Because a lot of the chunk, a lot of the weight of the story happens during the combat, during the actual gameplay. I mean, I think that was one of the biggest kind of bad critiques The Last of Us got, because it's, it's very true. A lot of the story is being told while you're hiding, while you're running, while you're doing things. And in the show, they need to kind of shove all the information into your face in a way that makes sense. The next one on the list is absolutely going to be amazing. It's Horizon Zero Dawn. If Jonathan, have you played this one? No. Are you a PC gamer? That's the thing, right? Yeah. All right. So you'll yeah, soon be able to play this game. Um, mm-hmm. The first game, the second one, I have my issues with the story and where it's going. But the first one is absolutely a masterpiece. And if they really take that story and really create that, it would be incredible. It's really, 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 really sad that if they do, that Lance Reddick won't be able to to be in it and that's very very sad he voiced one of the main characters and it's i always imagined him being in the show or in the movie you know in whatever they choose to do and it's going to be really sad for him not to be in it but again that's an adaptation that i think is brilliant this next one is one of my least favorite gaming series in the world and that's fallout really yes don't like fallout no i don't like fallout why (laughs) So my original experience was like with, I don't remember if it was two or three, and it was just like too heavy RPG-wise, not strong on the RPG gaming. Like I do like RPGs. I don't enjoy the really deep ones. And Fallout was really kind of extra, extra. And then they brought out four, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be mm-hmm. a 
epic shooter kind of they reimagined the whole thing and i i was i was in it and you go in and the game starts in the bunker and it's really cool and like the the, the universe is really amazing and you learn a lot and i was really in it and then your daughter i think it's your daughter is being kidnapped and you look for her and you get out of the bunker and then starts this huge open world story that literally the moment you start it takes you away the furthest you could from finding your daughter. And I was like, this makes no sense. If you create such an urgency in the story, we can't now go and build houses and build a farm and get electricity for everybody. You know, no, I need to go and take care of that very important thing that my daughter has been kidnapped. And that broke me. I I just couldn't continue playing the game. I like the dog. The dog is cool. (laughs) It's a good thing to find something that you like and stick to it. But I don't know. I I usually do the plot. And if the plot doesn't make sense, (laughs) I just can't. I'm just just ejected. And and Fallout just completely ejected me. Oh, I was actually in the Fallout uh, TV show. That's where I got COVID. <laughs> I'm not sure that I even knew Sorry. that they were shooting something like Fallout. Yes, it's called it was it's called something different. That's why it took me a moment. It's on it's gonna be on Apple TV. And it's based on Fallout the games? Yes. So that's pretty cool, yeah. Ron, that you're gonna be on the Fallout adaptation <laughs> for Apple Plus. That's kind of awesome. We're all gonna look for you. Exactly. The next one on the list is something that even Ron should know, even though he's not a gamer, but Tomb Raider. We're getting... Oh, yeah. I love Angelina Jolie. There's no reason not to. She's incredible. Absolutely incredible. But I'm not... Again, making a new adaptation just makes little to no sense to me. We've already ventured this so many times. We've, We've done... Every, I, I, yeah, I've just, I don't know. Feeling thoughts, Jonathan? Um, I mean, there's been a bunch of games, so I don't know. They're just going to have to like come up with new ideas. Like what would you tell? They're the origin story? We've done, well, yeah, I guess. I'm already... Yeah, I feel like the movie's already covered it. And I think that there wasn't enough time passed since the last adaptation that, that it calls for a new one. Now, the next one on the list, on the other hand, is a movie adaptation that if will be done correctly this time would be epic and that's assassin's creed they did they did in 2016 you've got the michael fassbender adaptation it was an okay movie but it was still it had the issues that we see with most game adaptations it's not really deep into the story and they're trying to be too cool to kind of get the gamers to enjoy the movie and they kind of are missing on the magic and again i can i can continue going back to the last of us adaptation that is the kind of adaptation that we're looking for and if they would take the real world side of assassin's creed if they take the whole vr metaverse kind of jumping into history thing and make a show about that that i would be excited for that i would love to learn more about like the world and then the templars and everything that's happening in the real world in the future and then you, you can do it so easily, make it an episodic thing with jumping back in history to different places, Quantum Leap style, just through um, the machine. I forgot the name of the machine. By the way, Fallout is on Amazon, not Apple Plus. <laughs> and I think they're going to uh, premiere it uh, for the 25th anniversary of Fallout. Fancy. I, by the way, I remember, I remember that show vividly because this was the only time in all the four years that I got COVID. But whatever. 
<laughs> Everyone remembers something else from Fallout. <laughs> Fallout gave you COVID. The next one on the list. The next one on the list is one of my all-time favorite games. And if they do not make a good adaptation of this, I will be super mad. And that's Bioshock. As far as I'm concerned, they can just tell me the story of the first game. They can do the whole, they can do the whole story. Like with the, because there is kind of a story that connects all of the Bioshocks, but one and two are really connected and third is kind of not really. But why is there no Minecraft show? Isn't there one already? Or isn't there one already being made? I thought that there was something. Like, I don't know if that counts. They, I'm pretty sure they announced they were going to do it, but they got canceled. Oh, wow. A Microsoft thing getting canceled? <gasps> when? How? They John, never they, cancel good stuff. They never, ever cancel do. anything. Microsoft never canceled a thing in their lives. Disco Elysium is a really weird adaptation, although I can definitely see it's like an old-style adventure game but it does a lot talking about psychology and mental health and addiction and the whole setting is kind of weird and creepy and kind of awesome and kind of dazed and confused ish uh, could definitely make a really good film noir kind of a show or a movie and i'm definitely into that but the next one have you played ghost of i've seen I've seen things. I know this. It has to be good. It, it it absolutely has to, and and they can follow. They could just take the script of the game and make that into a movie. Um, if you take all the side quests and you kind of take them all together and make a script out of it, easily can be adapted, and it's going to be gorgeous. It's one of the most beautiful games and beautiful stories that I've remember in the last couple of years. I I was completely. It was so good that I played the game in Japanese. <laughs> Like I, I had the need to play the original. But you know what? Like they, like what happened to the to all the superhero movies that uh, you know we had too much of it, mm-hmm. like a diarrhea of superhero uh, <laughs> movies. It seems like this is going to be now the time of the video games movies, and you know the first might be very popular and successful, but if we have a million of them, people will get tired of them. I agree. And if while we're continuing this list, you will see that some of them are really, really weird, like Sifu. Uh, that's a Sifu? kung fu game. Sifu. Saifu? I'm not sure. I'll go with Saifu. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a kung fu thing. Um, comes from the makers of John Wick. Like, you know, could be cool, kind of be fun, but I don't know that we need it. Life is Strange, which is a brilliant adventure could really work well as, as a TV show. Um, definitely up for that. Not sure about It Takes Two. It Takes Two is a game for couples uh, where they... Did you play this game, Jonathan? Yeah, I don't know if this game would work as a... I, I, th- yeah. I think that part of what makes this game really, really special is the connection that you make while you're playing it. And how do you transfer an experience? You know, because that's it's absolutely yeah. an experience. This game is brilliant. Metal Gear Solid, there's no reason not to make that into a movie or like there's mm-hmm. there's enough material there for Star Trek level of universe. Like they can create shows and spin-offs and whatever. Borderlands, again, good story, has everything it needs to work. But shooters have never transformed well into screen. Again, it's the action 
movement. It's a sequence. Is there ever was there ever a shooter movie that you enjoyed, Jonathan? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. No, I, I don't think I like Doom was okay, but it was just because it was making fun of itself with the whole genre. Gears of War. Gears of War definitely, absolutely gonna work. Um, there is no doubt in my mind that that's gonna be a brilliant adaptation. But you know, again, all those adaptations are great only if they have big stars in them. Um, you know what? I don't know if they need big stars. Although, if they don't take Dave Bethesda to play Phoenix, and and if they're not like, yeah, if he's not playing the main character, it, it's just gonna be stupid. That's gonna be a miss out on a really perfect casting, if there ever if there ever was one. Uh, but I think that a really good adaptation could still work with semi known actors. I don't think that you need big stars to make it work. I think that you need a really, really strong production and a really, really strong script, which Last of Us proves. Most of these adaptations are streaming. But Last of Us is TV. It's different. So we don't know if they're going to be movies or TVs, and some of them are planned to be TV shows. So it's going to be very, very interesting. And the last one on this list... Um, Jonathan, I think that was the one that you kind of were excited for the most. Uh, I don't know, but excited. Um, <laughs> Pac-Man? I don't know. I don't know how that... What is the story? <laughs> yeah, that's the song you make. What is the story in Pac-Man that you make and you turn into... <laughs> I love Pac-Man. I'm it's not sure. It's going to be about eating ghosts? <laughs> like, what? Can you imagine a live-action movie? And are they going to do it live-action or animation? I'm going to leave you with that horror... Could be a hidden camera, hidden camera. Oh, you mean like a moving camera, kind of handheld kind of stuff. Start running after the person, and then they're they're going to eat them up. No, but hidden camera, like is and like, where they like will ambush someone, and then they change colors, and they will start eating. (laughs) Not into it. Not into this whole live action Pac-Man idea that you just brought into this story. That we're kidnapping people, putting them in a maze, and letting a huge yellow circle run and eat them. Excuse me, didn't they do this in uh, in that stupid Korean show? Squid Games, and it's not stupid. But yes, I think that what you're exactly. describing here mm-hmm. is a mashup between Squid Games mm-hmm. and Cube. Sounds horrific. Sounds like a nightmare. And you know what? If they are doing like this uh, Winnie the Pooh horror take on Pac-Man, all for it. And while we're talking about adaptations, today coming out of Warner Discovery, the new information about Max, the new streaming service that's going to take over from HBO Max on May 23rd. And I already got an email that uh, I will be grandfathered into the new service. So everyone who has been thinking if, uh, you know, that HBO Max is going to drop all their Max people, HBO Max people, they're all going to be brought over to Max, to the sliced company. I have to say that I, I found it really, really impressive that at, like the keynote finished, all articles started coming out, and then I got the email as well. And it was kind of really cool to see how organized they are. But just kind of to close last week's talk about Harry Potter, because that was one of the things that they announced today, that they said that the adaptation is going to take a decade to tell. And they're going to do a season per book. And that sounds epic. Like, I am excited for it. The only thing that I kind of am now wary of is 
in the original productions of Harry Potter, they've cast people by where they were. Like they would never cast a character or an actor from a different country. No Americans can play UK, like British characters, uh, no Hungarian, you know, it has to be cast from the location. And I thought that that was kind of an incredible altogether deal. Now, I wonder if they're going to be much more influenced by what's going on and kind of mix and match characters and actors from different places. I it's, I don't know. I don't know what I feel about having, uh, I think one of the fan list had Adam Driver, had Adam Driver as Professor Snape. And I'm not sure how his English, British accent is going to, play out but uh, it, all in all it really is a fascinating uh, lineup that they have other than the um, harry potter does the gremlins reboot that is coming up that is super exciting yes it's an animation, in, animation. Mm-hmm. yeah that's like and it I looks just, like uh, i think it's more like anime right um from what we got i don't know if i can call it very anime like but it is it's a weird 3D like it's it's kind of a weird animation but i think that it's going to work for them because yeah. it's very interesting and big bang theory is getting another reboot another we we have another. was there a reboot to big bang theory that i've missed well young uh, what's it young called sheldon. young sheldon true young sheldon. <laughs> but it's funny that i don't even consider that a spin off even though it's like it it, it's absolutely a spin-off. Like it's, <laughs> it's, if I if I open a dictionary, I do get Young Sheldon as a. Never mind. What else? What else do we have? A true Detective anthology is going to continue this time with Jodie Foster uh, coming on board. I love. Uh, I love that show, and I hope that they keep yeah. on making it, and I hope that they keep on changing actors every season. I think that's mm-hmm. such a brilliant idea. And then Kate Winslet will have a limited series called The Regime. Yes. Previously known as The Palace. She is incredible. Uh, I'll watch anything she she does. I don't care. And then there's going to be some Vietnamese adaptation, Park Chan-wook, the Vietnam Hyang Yang novel, The Sympathizer. And then because uh, you really, really missed Game of Thrones, (laughs) There's going to be yet another spin-off called A Knight of Seven Kingdoms. Have you noticed something interesting that this is not what? the show that was rumored that they're going to greenlit? It sounds like they right. have multiple spin-offs of Game of Thrones. Oh, for sure. Uh, in the works sure. and they're kind of testing us to see what's going to work. Because mm-hmm. I was into the old Aegon version, like the spin-off t- telling us the origin of the, the world. And then there's going to be a series with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes uh, touring the U.S. So with the live version of their podcast, Smartless. Maybe we'll get a, a, our own series very soon. Maybe, you know, maybe. Without podcast, who knows? Yeah, you never know. Um, other than that... Did we mention Did we mention The Penguin? The Penguin, yes, which is a sh- it's not a show, right? It's a movie. It's an eight-episode... No, it's an eight-episode miniseries that, that connects to The Batman. Yes. Which, again, with all the changes they've made and all the cancellations that they've made, it's so weird that they have these different productions in different universes of the DC universe, and I, I just don't get it. It don't make it's any so sense. It's so complicated. It just, no, it just yeah, it doesn't. And then you have, uh, they're talking about the fact that 
Sopranos and Friends and other big uh, Warner Brothers shows will be, you'll be able to binge watch them from the very beginning until the end, which was considering so that on. HBO Max bought the rights for Friends for 10 years. Uh, when they opened as part of their bringing people into the platform um, thing. It's, I'm not surprised that that's well, just they bought it back. them. The interesting the thing company. is, you know, I, th- I think we discussed this in previous episodes where all the uh, studios were selling to Netflix all the rights for everything because they were like, oh, we can make a few extra bucks from selling it to an online platform. You know, and then all of a sudden they op- opened their own platforms and they didn't own the shows that they actually produced. Yep. So that was the whole thing for Friends and uh, The Office for Peacock, etc., etc. And then uh, they're also talking about um, some of the big movies from, uh, from the catalog of Warner Brothers uh, movie universe that they will get 4K versions, UHD uh, on the new platform, including uh, extended versions and director's cut. Uh, but... 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 And this comes, here comes the the kind of salt of the whole thing. They've introduced a new layer, a new price. So the basic ad and ad less. By the way, Netflix is the same thing. It is. It is the same thing. It is the same thing. But up till now with HBO Max, if a movie came out in 4K, you would have gotten it in 4K for the same price. Now they're saying that you're going to have to up your price from what is it? Sixty ninety nine. Fifty ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and now you're getting oh four screens, and now you're getting exactly the same package Netflix gives you for the high, like for the the ultra, all the high definition, and everything. But that means that now all of us who are on the ad free are being downgraded to a level. But one of the things, one of the things that is nice about this uh, um, is that with the uh, the super layer one, the ultimate uh, uh, package, yeah. you have a, a 100 offline downloads that you can do of your shows that you like. And you so know that that only is exciting if you're going to download all of Game of Thrones and if you're going to download all of Friends into your device. So you want to binge them offline. No, no, no. But if you, I, I'm talking about, for instance, me living here in New York City and I, 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 I go by the subway and the reception comes in and out constantly. So you see a lot of people downloading the, you know, the movies and shows from the platforms and then they can watch it nonstop. Yeah, I accept. Cool. But does that really is a feature that's worth the extra $4? Do I want to pay? Yes, because on any Max uh, ad-free, you only have 30 offline downloads. And uh, on the Ultimate, you have 100 per month, I guess. I've never downloaded an offline. I've never downloaded more than a season and two movies. Me neither. Never. Me neither. Uh, my problem with the offline thing is that I, I'm afraid that I'm going to forget to to erase them, and then in two minutes, all my phone is going to be full because those yeah. movies are I just, very. I just heavy. don't think that that's a feature that so. I personally am excited about. No, but I do see a lot of people watching movies nonstop on the subway, which. I would understand is because they download. Which again, how many? If you can download thirty movies. If you can download 30 items, doesn't matter if it's 30 episodes or 30 movies, mm-hmm. when exactly are you going to watch 
even though on the train, even when you're commuting in New York, even if you're commuting out of New York, how many movies are you going to watch a day? Two? Three? On days that I work in Brooklyn and I live in Washington Heights, it takes me two hours each way to go. So two movies a day. Two movies a day. So when you get home, you've downloaded the movies, you yeah. deleted them, you downloaded new movies. Those are the two two slots that you've used before. You don't need a hundred, unless again. If if you if you don't forget, if you forget to, to definitely. But but you get what I'm then. saying. What I'm saying is thirty for a normal commuter, even if the commute yes. is really really long, even if you're taking a bus every day from Philadelphia to New York you're still going to watch maybe two movies, maybe three. So even if you prepare yourself for a whole week and you download 30 movies, I, again, I, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see it. And, and to request more money for me, for, for giving me the same exact features that I have already, that's kind of meh. Not really into that. Because that's exactly what they're doing. They're saying, you're going to pay us more and you're going to get the 4K and the Dolby Atmos. I'm already getting them right now. On the 23rd, I'm going to be downgraded mm -hmm. in quality of what I get. And right now, there's no real limit to how many people can watch at the same time because their system doesn't really support anything like that. And now they're saying, oh, you're going to have to pay $20 to have right. four people being able to continue. Like, I don't get it. No. But, but that's, that's what Netflix is doing as well. Netflix just announced that they're not investing the same amount of money this year in productions because their uh, board is kind of scared. Their investors are stressed right now, especially with this insane, insane announcement that Max just did. They're saying that all the movies... I mean, they, I think hours-wise, probably they will have more hours than Netflix does now. If you combine the Warner Brothers and Discovery universe it's a discovery universe discovery already kind of fights with netflix pretty nicely if you look at the chart of hours and people watching discovery is already there and now what i think was really interesting here was the fact that they were talking about the brand of hbo and how they're moving hbo back into what it is it's a brand of very high level a little bit more adult featured but like really, really intense kind of pieces of art. Which is what it was supposed to be. I, the, using the HBO name for uh, for a streamer was wrong on my thing. And they should have made it, a, they should have called it Warner Brothers Plus or WB Plus or whatever uh, to, to begin with. They wanted to do the HBO because they wanted to have the appeal that, oh, people will come because of the HBO name. But, but they cheapened it out. They wanted to use yeah. the Game of Thrones, the, the whole marketing like push that they have around that because of the HBO. And I, I, that's why I thought that it was really interesting and I was really into it because I think that they're understanding their brand, they're understanding their product, and they're saying Max is the place you're going to bring the whole family. Maybe mom and dad are going to go to HBO at some point, but the rest of the time, the kids are going to absorb into all the rest of what Discovery has and WB has to offer. And that's huge. And I think that that, for me, that's the takeout for me from the Soul Keynote. Yes, shows will come and go. They will cancel. They will bring in. They will do stuff for sure. And the promise that movies are going to get to the platform after their theatrical release, that's, again, pretty epic. Because it was iffy if they're going to do, if it's going to be extra pay for the first kind of time or not. But here they're promising that all the big movies are going to come from theater into the streaming. Oh, I, I, I can tell you that what they will do is that they will also have uh, some of the movies or all of the movies uh, at some point uh, where they will tell you, oh, if you pay 
the price of You're your movie get ticket screened. of $20 or $25 at the same time as it's in the theaters. I wonder if they're going to do the same time or if they're going to do like a week or two weeks after. Because basically for the first... No, they'll have to do the same thing. You know, uh, uh, 20th Century Fox, before it was merged into Disney, did this where they had a red carpet, a movie, and after party all shown at the same time. And uh, it was yeah. successful, but not humongously successful. Because it was only for diehard Hollywood fans who would care for that. Maybe we're now more ready for something. I would like be that. happy. Um, I, I love the idea of movies coming out at the same time, and you choose where to see them. I'm a big cinema person. I love the experience of going out and watching films with others, and just that whole that whole beautiful experience that's going to the movies. But I can totally appreciate the fact that sometimes I can't do that, and I want to watch and a movie. Popcorn, and I'm willing to pay. I just you know I can't get out of the house. I right. have two babies. Need to juggle that. Not easy. Not easy to be a movie lover with kids. So the streaming wars are going wild right now. From hearing about Netflix cutting uh, their resources and and focusing more on high level kind of like products and having Discovery and Warner Brothers getting really close to them now in numbers and in in hours of, of viewing. This is becoming really really interesting. This has become really, really... And, you know, and Paramount Plus is also in there, even though they're a lot smaller, but they have, you know... A they lot have really of, strong uh, material. Like, they have really strong franchises. Very strong material. And and Peacock yeah. is out there doing its thing. And we don't know even know... We don't even know what Disney is going to do with Hulu, because there's a whole conversation about if they're going to sell Hulu and absorb Sky as Star or do other things. Mm-hmm. This is going to be super interesting. Now the question is, who is going to buy Hulu? Because Universal wants Hulu very much. Oh, that would be so, interesting. So that would be, that's adding Hulu into Peacock. Wow. If Actually, that's the best thing that could happen to Peacock. I think Peacock is, is, is kind of between falling between everybody because they're kind of free. They're not really free. And... What we're they're seeing, not free anymore. They're not free anymore. And what we are seeing is that a lot of users are canceling their subscriptions because they're saying, if I'm already paying for ads, I'll go and see ads somewhere else. And Amazon right now has like exactly. more than 700 free. And there's Pluto TV and Humo TV, then all and uh, uh, Live Now, and there's all those platforms that have all those three channels, and you can actually get those channels. Like for instance, on my Sony TV, I can add those channels as regular channels on the TV. So it's... That's pretty yeah, epic. I think I think we also were talking about this week that more people are watching through their smart TVs. Like people don't use yes. streamer machines like Apple TVs or uh, right. uh, Fire Sticks or stuff like that. They're just using... Yeah. And, and, and also speaking of what uh, you said before about the gaming and that, uh, oh, Jonathan is going to be able to play this on the on his computer, yes. the, the whole gaming console thing is going oh, to yeah. go away as well because all the gaming is going to be cloud-based now. All of it. We're, the, next, the next three, five years are going to be very interesting to see if we're going to get more consoles or if we're going to get more smart screens or what's going to happen. And we are going to be here to report about it and to talk to you about it because we just love technology. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank the audience members for being here with us. And I want to thank Jonathan and Ron. Thank you. If you have any thoughts, ideas, if we talked about a subject and you want to add something or you think that we completely missed on the point, 
you can email us at intplusshow at gmail.com. You can also reach us at our website, which is entertainmentplus.show. And we can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So thank you very much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for being. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.